This is the Relic Radio Show, old-time radio entertainment still standing the test of time from RelicRadio.com. Welcome back to the Relic Radio Show. Thanks for joining me this Tuesday. Our first story this week comes from Arch Obler's plays We'll Hear Him or Me from October 11th, 1964. After that, it's Theater 5 and French Quarter, their story from March 2nd, 1965. Plays. Stories of the Unusual. This is Arch Obler. Tonight's play is somewhat ungrammatically titled Him or Me because it's about an ungrammatical, unethical character whom we're all meeting all too frequently in our troubled world. If ever a playwright wrote a play in blood, that's the way I did this one. It begins after a short message. And now, Arch Obler's unusual play called Him or Me. Listen to the thoughts of Bill Carr. Him or me, him or me, him or me, him or me, him or me. Him or me. Why do I keep thinking that round and round in my head? Him or me, him or me. No! It's him, it's him, it's him. It's gotta be him. How can a lousy little rat? Ah, I gotta think. Figure out an angle. You got an angle, you can beat any rap. I'll figure out where it stopped, where it went, how it's been going. Then I'll figure out an angle. Now, where did it begin? Where did it begin? Wind. Why do I remember the wind? I stood in that lousy army transport deck and I was laughing. Fifteen grand in my kick and Chicago waiting. Nice and juicy. Yeah, I remember First night back, that old sucker's car got off at the boat. Night, he pulled up. He said, "Want a lift, soldier?" Yeah, brand new convertible. I remember. Are you sure you're warm enough, young man? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, Cora, she's Mrs. Potter. Always makes fun of me carrying all those blankets and things. But when you travel down the road as long as I have and in my territory, you just have to be ready for any contingency. A nice car. Oh, yes. You see, it's a surprise for Mrs. Potter. <laughs> but she won't know about it for two weeks. Hey, mister, uh, listen, could, could you pull up a minute? I, I, I feel so good. Why? Uh, phone gonna be sick? Oh, sure, sure. There you are. Do you want to get out? I mean, I... <laughs> Your hands? What? No! Yeah, brand new convertible. Two weeks, he said, and as old as he wouldn't start yelling to the cops for three, and by that time I'd be back in Chicago on a car to have a new paint job and a new engine number. I looked out of the window. We were parked right on a bridge, and below, there was water. Up you go. You wanted to go fishing, mister? Okay. Faster, I gotta think faster. I gotta figure it all out. The time is gone. I gotta figure an angle. What happened then? I gotta remember. There's a car. Yeah. On the way to Chicago. Oh, but first I had to settle an old score. I've been waiting for 15 years in my hometown. Paper, mister? Paper? No, no, no. Say, uh, tell me something, will you? Uh, 
Uh, a guy named J.B. Roonan still run this town? Old man Roonan? Yeah. Well, mister, he don't have to run it. He owns it. The bang, most of the filling stations, the newspaper. Well, old man Roonan's got... Hey, 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 look. Well, See that dish crossing the street? That's yeah. old man Roonan's, too. That's his daughter. That was you, Katie, he was talking about. And seeing you made it a lot easier to hang around town and figure out an angle to settle my score with your old man. Have another, young man. Have another. After all, this is quite an occasion. An occasion, Mr. Roon? Why, of course. Prodigal son returns with a fatted calf. <laughs> oh, yeah? You run me out of town, didn't you, Mr. Roon? No, no, I didn't do that exactly. I, uh, I felt another atmosphere would get you away from certain unfortunate influences. And it certainly did straighten you out. Uh, to think that you're now a businessman, no less. Yeah, the past is the past, as far as I'm concerned. And here you are, older, prosperous, and a welcome guest. Oh, Kathy, come in here. I want you to meet an old friend of mine. Yeah, you were the answer, Kay, the angle. But you didn't want to play, did you, Kay? Oh, Bill, please. I, I like you very much. Of course I do. But after all, I've only known you a week. Oh, please, Bill, don't let me talk. I'm just a small-town girl. You frighten me a little. But I do like you very much. I think about you all the time. Yeah. Just a nice, small-town girl, Kay. <laughs> so, if wedding bells was the price of the payoff, okay, I said. I'd have the preacher say the words over me a couple of times before the war. One more time, I'm going to hurt me. And when I got through with you and your old man's bankroll... That'll square the score, yeah. With interest for 15 years. I'm not for this marriage, Bill. Had I known you intended to stay in our town, I would have seen to it that my daughter never met you. <laughs> Papa didn't have a chance. Bill? Please, turn off the big light. It's shining right in my eyes. Oh, sure. Yeah, better. Uh-huh. Should I turn off the bed lamp, too? After the champagne. Oh. <laughs> I bet we're the only people who ever stole champagne from their own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> to us, Bill. Always. Yeah. <sighs> Bill? Mm. Well, here I am, married to you, and, mm -hmm. and I love you. But I don't really know you. Mm-hmm. I've got to ask you something right now. Well, go ahead. All those years away from town, and then coming back all of a sudden, I've got no bill. Did you come back because you didn't know she'd gotten married? No. I mean, Lily Ellis. Oh. Some people were saying you really left town because of her. Did you come back because of her, too? Lily Ellis. She said Lily Ellis for a minute I couldn't remember. Lily Ellis, who? That I married her, too? And then I remember Jan, one gal I played around with. I said to Kay, no, baby, I don't even remember Lily Ellis. Now, how about another? And then, I remember, I started to get out of bed. My right foot touched the floor. Oh, it wasn't the floor. Something soft and warm. It bit. I 
fell over. I fell back on the bed. My elbow hit something. It was Kate. Screaming. Funny. The jaw to one side. And there was blood on my foot, and I knew. A rat. I stepped on a rat, and he bit me, and when I fell back, I hit Kay's jaw, and I'd broken it. Rats. Rats. What do you mean, rats? It's a brand new house. How could there be any rats? Drunk. And you hit her, and you broke her jaw. Well, you won't get the chance to hurt her again. She's safe at home, and she's staying there. I'll get the married and old. You went away, Mr. Ronan. When the door closed behind you, I knew that job was finished. It was no good. The weeks were wasted. I was out. Called all my scheming. The dough, the gal, the pay off. All of it finished by one lousy little rat. Only was there a rat. I sat out, me and a bottle, and the more I kept drinking, the more I kept thinking. Was there a rat? Was there a rat? I fell asleep. I woke up. A shot? Who? Who? And then I saw a bottle of whiskey smashed on the floor. In my sleep, I'd... And then I saw something else. Animal tracks. Wet animal tracks. Running across the floors. If something went through the liquor. I got to my feet and I followed them across the room, through the door. And then they were gone. They were lost in the carpet. But now I knew there was a rat. I'll get you, you guys. Yeah, I stood there yelling. Nobody had ever got the best of me. Nobody. O'Bannon, Sam Contreras, Max Reaver, dead, rotting. Nobody beat me. Nobody. I wasn't going away. I was staying there. As long as it took me to get that rat. Him or me. That's when I knew it. Him or me. to return to Arch Obler's strange play, Him or Me. Listen to the thoughts of Bill Carr. Him or me, him or me, him or me, him or me. No, no, no. Him. Him. Yeah. Keep thinking of that. I want to do that morning. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I went out into the street, just like I was. Everybody saw me. Hi, Mr. Carr. How's the bride? Hi, Bill. What's the rush? Ah, hello, Bill. Anything I can do yeah, for yeah. you? Some traps. Give me some traps, will you? Traps? What kind of traps? Bear traps? Gopher? Rats, rat traps. Give me three. No, no. Make it four. Now, give me a dozen. What? And give me some poison. A dozen boxes of rat poison. Now, wait a minute. There aren't that many rats in the Don't now. argue with you, you fool. Now, to stop. Get it for me. Will you get it for me? In a couple of minutes, I was out of the place, the stuff in my arms, almost running. I could see people turning me, watching me running, the stuff in my arms, my face the way it was, without washing, shaving. And then she was there, the blonde dame. Bill Carr, of all people. Say, I bet you don't even remember Yeah, me. well, well I, I was... You uh, don't? You so-and-so. I'm Lily, Lily Alice. Oh, oh, sure. I know. I mean, I... Oh, I you big, handsome lug. Haven't you got a kiss of your old girlfriend after all these years? Come on, I know you. You're not the bashful type. And then you were grinding your lips on mine. Weren't you, Lily? You didn't think. You didn't know. You didn't care. Everybody watching. Everybody stopping in the street watching. Bill Carr, who just got married to old man Ronan's kid, kissing his old girlfriend out there in front of everybody. Look, Bill. We're stopping traffic. Come on, let's get out of here. How about taking me to breakfast? I know. No, no. I, I can't. All right, all right. We'll go over to my place and... Well, for heaven's sake, what's in those boxes? Breakfast food? Poison grain? 
Well, for heaven's sake, Bill, what are you doing with all those boxes of poison grain? Who are you killing and when? I got away from her. Back in the house, I set the traps. I put the poison stuff across the head of the stairs, crisscross all over the kitchen floor, and then I went into the bedroom. And then I saw. Where I left the bureau drawer open, everything was torn to pieces. All my identification papers, my billfold, and the rest of my dough. My dough. Fifteen thousand bucks chewed up in little pieces. My dough. And then a phone. All right. All right. Hello, who is it? Hello. Is it you, Bill? Yeah. Well, this is Mr. Ronan. Kay's got it in her head that she wants to come back there with you. Heaven knows oh. why. But you better come over here and get her right away. No, no, no. Let her stay there. What? What'd you say? I said let her stay there. Busy. Things are going on. Let me, Bill Carr. Kathy's got hysterics. And if she wants to be with you, I blast it all. You better come over here and get her. You hear me right away. Right away. Sure, but why not? So I took a deep breath and I went over and got you, Kay. Sure. Because now the 15 grand was gone. But having you were going to have another chance to get your old man right in his cash box. He came with us. And when the two of you were all set in the house, I went down the street. Thinking of that 15,000 gone. And the back of my head was hurting like it was ready to bust wide open. Him or me. Him or me. I had to do something. The traps, the poison grain, that wasn't enough. I had to be sure I'd get him fast before I blew my top. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I looked down, it was a big Tom. Like old man Frank always has around his cash feeding grain store. I went into the place. Yeah? Yes, what is it? Hey, Mr. Frank, you got rats around here, huh? Have I? Well, how do you get rid of them? Why? We got rats at my house. Will you tell me a sure way to get rid of them? Why? Because I'll pay off. That's why. Any price. I'll pay you anything you want. Well, I haven't got the stuff ready made, but would you want the formula? A formula? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I got it written down on a paper here somewhere. Yeah, here it is. Cost you two dollars. Cash money. Went down the street and I was feeling good. Old man Frank always knew what he was talking about. Holding that piece of paper tight in my hand, I went into Mr. Miller's drugstore. Yes, what is it? Oh, oh, how's the bridegroom? Or shouldn't I? Hey, this, uh, this prescription. Can you fill this right away? Prescription's my business. Hey, what's this for? Old man Frank giving me. It's for killing rats. Very dangerous. Oh, sure, sure. Come on, will you fill it? I'm in a hurry. Oh, this is very dangerous. Very, very. Half an hour later, he came back with two bottles. Mix them, he says. Be careful, he says. When I got home, Kay was sleeping. Her pa was snoring in the chair next to bed. So I went to the kitchen. I got a big glass dish, and I began to mix the stuff. And all of a sudden... Hey, what's going on here? What are you doing? What's that stuff you're mixing? Medicine? No, 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 no. No, no, no don't, don't, don't touch it. What's the matter with you? That poison? Yeah, something? yeah, yeah. Poison? Yeah. Sure, it's poison. Look, that rat, the one that bit me, just to kill him. Once and for all. Oh. Well, uh, all right, Bill. All right, I, I've i got to go home now to supper, but uh, I, I'll be back later. Now, you, you'd better be careful. He went, and as soon as he did, I finished mixing the stuff, and I filled half a dozen saucers with it. And then I put those saucers all the places I knew he'd go. Kitchen, living room, hallway. And then as I started down into the basement... In the other room. I got him. I grabbed him so I had already the living room. The lights. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, got him. Broken pieces of saucer on the floor and over him by the window. Him. Yeah. He was there just the way I dreamed about it. Looking up at me. Yeah. What'd he look like? He was big. Yeah, 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 
He was big. He was big as a tomcat. And he wasn't young. His fur was a gray that was an old gray. His head was sharp and pointed like a key to hell, with black, bright, beady eyes that knew all the answers in hell. Yeah. Yeah, his eyes. Something crazy. Just in that minute, he looked at me. He was that rat in that road near Frisco. Me in the car, him sitting by the man I'd killed, looking up at me. And all of a sudden, he moved. The club in my hand went up. Then I began to laugh. Because whatever he was, wherever he came from, I saw he couldn't get away from me. Not anymore. His hind legs. That poison had done something to him. Now he was just crawling along. Just crawling, like a big gray crab in a dirty fur coat. I took a step forward. He stopped crawling. Looked at me like he was trying to figure a way out. There wasn't no way out. He took another little sidestep toward the window. Window was partway open. Another little sidestep, his eyes on me. Okay, I said to myself, okay. Three more steps, and then I'll give it to you. Took another step. But between that and the next step, he waited a long, long time. Looking at me all the time as if trying to figure out what I was thinking, what I was going to do. One more step, I said to myself. You, you got one step left. His claw started digging into the wood for another move, and then he changed his mind. But all of a sudden, I couldn't wait no more. Now, I I swung the club. He wasn't there. Where he got the strength from, I don't know. He threw himself to one side, my club missed him, and then he was gone. I stood there like I was struck dead. And then I heard... Hey, I'm coming. Yelling, waving the club, I ran to the bedroom. Okay, you were sitting up in the bed pointing your finger. I saw him on the floor moving toward you. I swung a club and the light went up. I swung blind in the dark, but I felt the club hit and crush. And then you, Kay, you were quiet. I didn't have a chance. No. The way I broke your jaw on a honeymoon, another girl coming back to town and kissing me. And me going around trying to get the poison. And what the druggist said. What your pa said about the poison drink and the way I acted. What they dug up on me in Chicago. I didn't have a chance. Him or me, him or me, him or me, him or me. Clock. Why do I hear a clock? Time, yeah. I gotta have more time. An angle. I ain't figured out an angle. Nobody's ever licked me. Nobody. Now how can a dirty, lousy little rat lick... Straps. Putting straps on my feet, my hands, mask over my head. They're gonna burn. Him or me? I guess it's me. This is Arch Ober once more. Someone said to me, Hi, Mr. Ryder, why don't you make us laugh? So, for the sake of a few laughs, my next play is titled Mrs. Kingsley's Report. More about that after a brief message. This is Ober again. First, might I thank with you tonight's players, Larry Dobkin, Barney Phillips, and Barbara Eiler.
Theater 5 presents Miss Claudia Morgan in French Quarter. Hello? Anybody here? Oh, beg your pardon. I almost never miss that veil. Uh, may I help you? Oh, it's all right, ma'am. I've been real interested in your stock meantime. Well, it serves a purpose, especially at Mardi Gras time. You know, we could do all kinds of folks who'd be wanting masks and costumes and things like that. This uh, figure here, is he for the Mardi Gras? Oh, no, he's a mannequin. That's what I do out of season. Merchants, you know, they use them for clothing displays. <laughs> Why anybody want that one, I cannot tell. <laughs> Why not? Well, just look at him. He's ugly. I don't know how it happened. He just turned out that way when I finished him. Well, I think he has character. Oh, you're joking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I am, Cousin Eveline. What? Now, don't tell me you don't recognize me. Well, I'm afraid I, I... I'm Jamie, Jamie Walters. Clyde Walters, boy. Uncle Clyde. That's right, ma'am. Well, well, I just never... <laughs> Will you just come over here, Jamie, and sit down for uh... heaven's sake? Oh, well, I remember... I remember when you were just a, a little... Of course, I'm a few years older than you, uh... Jamie, but... Uh, tell me, how's Uncle Clyde? Oh, you didn't hear? Hear what? Daddy died about a year ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I loved your daddy. I really did. I know. He used to talk about you a lot. Miss Eveline, <laughs> remember I used, I used to call you that. Now you mention it, I do. It's nice. Well, anyhow, I didn't come here to be glum. You know where I've been? No. You tell me where. Um, Hollywood. South America. I worked my way back on a freighter, the Southern Queen. No. I got some money in my jeans, and first thing I said to myself, I said, you're New Orleans, Jamie, and you got to take Miss Eveline out to dinner. Oh, you're just like your dad. It's thoughtful. Now, you will, won't you? Of course I will, as soon as I change out of this smock. Jamie, why didn't you turn on the radio? <laughs> the rest of it. There's got to be more. Nobody's only got three dollars. It's got to be in this cash box. Bills. Where's the money? Jamie. Yes, ma'am? How's your Aunt Wilma? Oh, she's fine. Got seven kids, you know. Seven? Land above five, I heard. <laughs> you don't keep in touch, Cousin Eveline. She's been busy. I guess I don't. And I'm sorry, I should. My, that's a beautiful dress. Well, 
Thank you. Of course, it takes some wearing. By you, I mean. Oh, Jamie, come on now. Shall we go? Yes, sir, you do that dress a real big favor. Uh, what I mean is a, a pretty favor. Just right. This old door. It's on a latch, but I have to be sure it locks. There. Where am I going to take you? Remo's? Oh, now that's a fortune, Jamie. And you know it. You just tell me where and that's where. My, my. Would you look at that? What? That striped suit in the window. Oh, isn't that a handsome thing? Yes. Mr. DeBeck wants me to make a mannequin for it. Now, that is a suit. All the while I was working on a Southern Queen, I thought about a suit like that. You like it, Cousin Eveline? Well, it, it does have stripes. I'm going to get me a suit like that. Yes, sir, I am. Hello, Jamie. Uh, How's it going? Hello. You thinking about buying that suit? Well, maybe. I wouldn't. Honest. Not just yet. Come on, Eveline, let's go. Jamie, what in the world was that all about? Oh, I don't know. Nothing. Do you know him? Well, kind of. But all the cheap telling you not to buy a suit. Who is he? I'll tell you later. I'll... Now, come on now. Jamie, I still don't understand. If he's one of the men at the steamship line, what causes he got asking you about that suit? Now, if you think that I'm going to talk about him while you're so pretty across from me, you're wrong. <laughs> All right. Goodness, how can I resist that? My, that's a handsome bracelet you're wearing. Oh, thank you, Jamie. It's my one good piece. You mind if I look? <laughs> Please feel free, sir. <laughs> I'm going to have to hold your hand. Oh, Jamie... Oh, my. Listen to that music. That song brings back such memories. I I was just... Oh, Jamie, you better stop me talking. I, I think I had too much wine. You know, I'd have come here a whole lot sooner if I'd known... Known what? That my cousin was so extraordinary. Oh. Why'd you take your hand away? Jamie, I'm quite a bit older than you. How come you opened that funny old shop, Eveline? Oh, goodness, I didn't. It belonged to my husband. Husband? He's gone now. One day, he just up and vanished, disappeared. He abandoned a girl like you? Well, yes. But I can't say it grieved me. He was mean, Jamie. He was coarse and ungentlemanly. I suffered my share of humiliation at his hands. When he was drinking, he'd hit me and call me ugly things. No. No, I did not grieve when he disappeared. Well, I most certainly can say the same thing. What thing? That I'm glad he's gone. Girl like you should have a tender man, Eveline. Somebody to care for you deeply. Jamie, 
Yes? Did... Did you... Really mean... You, you think I'm pretty? I think that you are the most... Hello, Jamie. Hello. What do you want? Just like a few words, if you don't mind. Would you join us at the table over there? I'm afraid I have to stay with the lady. The lady won't mind. Will you, ma'am? Well, I, I there, just... There, you see? Come on over. Excuse me, Eveline. Sewell told me he ran into you a little while ago. He thought maybe we better have a talk. Hello, Jamie. Hope you didn't buy that suit. No. Because you've got a lot of money to raise. I know that. I know it. Sit down, Jamie. I can't stay. I guess that's right. You only got till midnight. Now, will you stop hounding me? I know what I got to do. I know. You know what happens after midnight. Will you listen to me? I'll get the money. This lady, she's my cousin. She's real fond of me. I'll get the 2000 from her, but you've got to leave me alone. All right, Jamie. Until midnight. I'm just sure I drank too much wine because nobody could be all that mysterious without being in the movies. Mm. Though, of course, you should be. In the movies, I mean. Well, I'm glad we're back. Safe to your door. Oh, so mysterious. Just business friends, Eveline. They should have better manners. Oh, this old door, it, it's so warped. Here, let me. That's a man's job. Well, Jamie, if you kind of lift it, it opens real easy. Uh, there it is. Well, somebody left me a note here under the door. Would you switch that light on, please? Sure. Oh, it's from Mr. DeBeck next door. He, he just will not leave me alone. What does he want? A mannequin for that striped suit. Because I did promise him one. Well, I don't pride myself I'm an artist, but a lady can't have her moves, can't she? If she's ever to be interesting, she better. Oh, my, you do have a golden tongue. <laughs> Near you, I have. Uh, Jamie, why do you go off on those dirty old freight boats? Maybe I never found anybody to keep me at home. Anybody? Anybody like you. You mustn't say that, Jamie. I do say it. Lest you mean it. I do. I do. I want you to go now. I want you to go now. Please. All right. Could I kiss my cousin goodnight? All right, Jamie. Oh, stop. Stop, Jamie, stop. Oh. Please, did I, did I do something wrong? That was not a cousin kiss. Evie, Evie, I need so much from you. I can't, Jamie. Please understand. I can't, I can't. I need some money, Ev. Money? I'm in dire trouble. I need it bad. Is that why you made love to me? No. If you want that, that striped suit so bad, I'll give you enough money to buy it. No, no. It's a personal thing, Ev. You've got to understand. I think I do. But you don't. You, you... Look, I, I can't stay. I got to go. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jamie? 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 Why did you do that? He's such a nice boy. Why did you do it? Line, my dear. Well, I was just about to close. I won't keep you, Mr. Bank. Have you nearly decided to start making that mannequin of mine? Soon I will. But I can't quite bring myself to it right at present. May I inquire the price of that suit in your window? Uh, it's a man's suit, you know. I know. The fact is, I've been most rude to a cousin of mine... He expressed a fondness for the suit, and I thought I might get it to make up for being so uncivil. Oh, you uncivil? That's about the last thing I can think of. You're very kind. But I do have my coarse moments. Well, let me see. I could just let you have it for cost. Seventy dollars. I know it'll need tailoring, Mr. DeBeck, but... Do you suppose you could put it in a box so I could show him? Well, I think we could manage that, but on one condition. <laughs> I know. The mannequin. <laughs> That's right. The mannequin. Jamie. Oh, I'm so glad you came back. Uh, I came to apologize, Cousin Eveline. Uh, it, it, it was most improper behavior. Oh, no, I'm the one to apologize. It's just that I'm kind of wrought up about now, things. Now, I... don't you say another word when all the misunderstanding was my fault. What, what I mean is it's... Well, it's getting Before awful late. Before you and... think about going, there's something I want to show you. Show me? There, now. You open that box. Oh, my. The suit. <laughs> the strap suit. That's to show you I'm sorry, Jamie. Oh, Eveline, you shouldn't have gone and done that. I wanted to. But that's not why I wanted the money and, anyway. And don't you say another word about money. You're my own flesh and blood, and if you need some cash, i got no cause to refuse you or to ask you why now have I. If we can't trust each other, we're not very good kin, are we? What are you doing? What? You keep your money behind that mask? Well, I, I don't like to leave it in the register. By the time a thief got through turning over all the masks on this wall, he'd be pretty tired, wouldn't he? Now, there you are, Jim. A whole hundred dollars. Oh, Cousin Evelyn. And I don't care what you want it for. But this... Now, this now, isn't... now stop I... thanking me. You hear... And don't you worry about paying it back, either. I do thank you, Cousin Eveline. I thank you very much. And I'm going to see you tomorrow. If you like, that would be nice, Damien. But I think you'd better go now. It's quote past 11. It is? Mm -hmm. Well, I better go then. I sure better. Jamie, you take care of yourself. I will, Eveline. I sure will. Thank you. 
What's the matter, Jamie? You have to hide in alleys like that. Just waiting, Jamie. What do you want? You told me I had till midnight. Thought you might have it a little early. Here, take it. Take that. A hundred. A hundred? Not enough. Two thousand, Jamie. I told you I was going to get it, didn't I? She's going for it. She's getting the rest of it for me. By twelve. That's what you said. You said by twelve. Now, now leave me alone. Leave me alone. What do you think? Let him go. He'll be back. She's in the back. I can see the light under her door back there. Lift it, she said. If you lift it, it opens easy. deceived me, Jamie. Why? Why did you deceive me? Jamie? Oh, my. Yes, gentlemen. May I be of any help to you? I'd like to speak to your friend, ma'am. My my friend. The fellow in the restaurant. Oh, that's where I've seen you two. Looking back, Sewell. My bed's on me. Where is he, ma'am? Jamie. Why, why, he he sailed again last night. Ma'am, he came in here before 12 and he didn't come out again. Are you suggesting that I'm not here to suggest, ma'am. We watch the back and the front. Well, you're just welcome to search your heart's content, sir. You're just that welcome. Nothing back there, not a thing. How do you get out? I have told you. Never mind. How do you figure that? We watched the back and the front all night. How'd he get out? Look around. Maybe he got on a roof. A beach. Yeah. Come here. What's the matter? In the window. Look. <gasps> That's him, ain't it? It's him. Inside the dummy. It's him. Sold, it says. Sold to Emile de Beck. Dealer in men's attire. Ah, it stares. The dummy is staring at me. Let's get away from here. I can't stand the way it stares. Do you have a dime? We got a report to the police. <laughs> we got a report the death of a dummy.
Together Five has presented French Quarter, written by Richard McCracken, produced and directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Claudia Morgan, Clifford Carpenter, Larry Haynes, David Kerman, and Guy Sorrell. Audio engineers, Marty Folia and Neil Pulse. Sound technician, Ed Blaney. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production. There's more from Arch Obler's Plays, Theater 5, The Relic Radio Show, and all of the other Relic Radio podcasts at relicradio.com. You'll find our shoutcast stream there as well with even more old-time radio. Lots to listen to there, all for free, thanks to your support. If you'd like to help out, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. Your support makes it all happen. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll be back tomorrow with another hour of mystery on Case Closed and next Tuesday with another episode of The Relic Radio Show.